I'm Kyle. Okay, here's where y'all are so wrong because y'all are idiots. And I'm Drew with a U. As the boss of this podcast, I'm going to say... And I'm Handsome Drew. Yeah, it's fine. It was all wrong. It doesn't have to be true. I just have to say it with confidence. I learned that from presidents. Anyway. And this is not... And this is not... And this is not... This is not the podcast you deserve. Welcome to episode 157. Is that right? 157? Let me check says with confidence. Yeah, I didn't really... Man. Didn't really... Yeah, 157. Never never second guess yourself. That just seems like too many. It um, is too many. It seems like too many. We might be it, reaching I can't out. believe that the internet just hasn't shut us down yet. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he was like, enough. Uh, yeah, not that like we're like, did anything crazy to get canceled or something like that, but just like, shh, like nobody cares. Just, <laughs> we revoked your access. We can't come here anymore. 157 episodes is a large enough sample size to say no one cares. You can't. And speaking of no like, one cares. Come here anymore. We're the three speaking... bad boys of the podcasting world. You can't shut us down. We're like pirate radio. You'll never find us. We're rogue well, cops speaking... that play by our own rules. Jesus we don't God. care. But we got hearts of gold. Speaking of no one cares, the Oscars. <laughs> uh, Crawford had this idea last year when we were talking about the Oscars that uh, usually when the Oscars are going on, um, it's really more about whoever's really hot right now or whatever movie's getting a lot of buzz. It's a lot of more about who's campaigning well than who made the best movie or who gave the best performance. So Crawford had the idea of what if we looked back a decade in the past and reviewed those movies and saw which ones stood the test of times and which one was just kind of like a, a flash in the pan. It was really hot for like two months and then you never heard about it or thought about it ever again. Um, so we're going to give that little trial run here on this episode of Not the Podcast You Deserve. Talking about the 2013 Oscars, uh, which for clarification would be movies that came out in 2012. And if that didn't hurt your head, here are the list of every single movie that came out in 2012. Oh, don't do that. <clears throat> yeah, never mind. Let's not do that. Um, the 2013 Oscars uh, was hosted by Seth MacFarlane. I believe this is the year that he did that song, We Saw Your Boobs, to open. Uh, do y'all remember that? When he was just <laughs> naming off famous actresses that were in the audience and uh, naming the movie where they were topless in. <laughs> Which is such an incredible thing to do. <laughs> I do not remember that, but that's hilarious. Yeah, uh, you know, sometimes you get Hugh Jackman hosting and he does a number, or Neil Patrick Harris, and there's a song and dance, and this is what they chose to do for that year, I'm pretty sure. Um, it was on February 14th, 2013, so super Hollywood. They got to take over Valentine's Day, too, those a-holes, um, <laughs> at the Dolby Theater in Hollywood, uh, and we're just going to talk about Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor and Actress, and Best Supporting Actor and Actress uh, and possibly best animated film if we got time, because I think that one deserves some discussion as well. Is it Wally? We're talking about who won, who was nominated, and who probably should have won. Uh, was it Wally? Was that did that win uh, best animated? <laughs> no. Did did time out to be real though? Did Wally ever win anything? Yeah, like best animated picture. When it, no, it can't be right. It can't be right. Well, um, so guys, 2012. Off the top of your head, real quick. Do you remember any like great movies that came out in 2012? Because looking at the list of who won, uh, none of them were movies that I remember uh, uh, really <laughs> sitting and enjoying for the most part. Uh, but I do know the Avengers came out in 2012. I was going to say, Avengers came out. One? 
Uh, yeah. Avengers that... came out for sure. Uh, Django Unchained came out in 2012. Yep. Uh, when did the movie 2012 come out? Was that like 2008? <laughs> oh. The Dark Knight Rises 2012. Yep. Wreck-It Ralph, 21 Jump Street, Les Mis, Seven Psychopaths, Zero Dark Thirty. Some pretty good ones. Uh, and then one that you're going to hear me talk about a lot and how did this get not get nominated for everything. Um, Jack Reacher. Soon. Yeah, that's, that's the one. <laughs> that's so funny that you even said that. Um, we're going to start off. We're going to start off with Best Picture from the 2013 Oscars. Argo was the winner. It beat out a more Beasts of the Southern Wild. I've never heard of either of those two, and they were nominated for like everything. Uh, Django Unchained, Les Mis, Life of Pi, Lincoln, Silver Linings Playbook, and Zero Dark Thirty. Do y'all remember when everyone was trying to jam down our throats that Life of Pi was going to be a good movie? Like it was yeah, every other yeah. commercial on TV was Life of Pi. Just that kid Woof. sitting in the boat with a tiger or whatever. CGI mm-hmm. Did anybody yep. see that movie? No. No. And I'll tell you why. I had the same issue with <laughs> Avatar, which was everybody's like, you got to go see it. CGI is incredible. It's actually good CGI. And I was like, guys, there are a ton of movies with good CGI. That's not like a huge selling point anymore. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, the tiger looks so real. Like, oh, that's great. You could have told me that they trained a live tiger to be on that boat. And <laughs> it ate like three still. kids and I still wouldn't go see it. <laughs> Um, I saw Zero Dark Thirty and I nothinged that movie. Uh, I saw Silver Lining Playbook and I thought, oh, that was fine. I saw Lincoln. Uh, yeah. Didn't do much for me. Uh, Les Mis made me cry. Uh, <laughs> Django Unchained, though, man, that's a great movie. That's such a good movie. I saw Argo and I thought, whatever. I didn't. I, lo- yeah, I really, really liked Argo. I liked Argo ah, a lot. I didn't get Argo. Maybe I need to watch that one again. Also, Let Lawless me... came out in, in 2012. So yes, good. Uh, a great movie. And uh, let's not forget uh, Mud. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah. Oh, I've never seen that one. That was that was the beginning of uh, Matthew McConaughey being like, "Oh, are you are you a good actor? Yeah. Did we did we forget you were doing a lot of things like Failure to Launch and Fool's Gold." And Sahara, <laughs> did you actually become a good actor? This, uh, was, this was the beginning of his campaign to win an yeah. Oscar. Yeah, and it's, I think that was like one of the first movies he was in that got nominated for an Oscar. Um, one of the point. first I remember of his movies not being sold on his twelve abs. So I think you're on yeah. there. <laughs> I think he had a shirt on like most of the time. Uh, um, you've already him. you've already mentioned that Django Unchained. Pro- I would say is a I enjoyed more than Argo. Let me throw one out to you guys. The Dark Knight Rises mm-hmm. also came out this year. Mm-hmm. Dread with Carl Urban oh, God. also okay. came out this year. I don't know that I can actually say with a straight face that that's a great... But the movie that absolutely should have won, Cabin in the Woods, came out in 2012. Oh, my can I get There's a name no in? way. There's no way. Such a good movie. Good. I'm going to jam Cabin in the Woods down y'all's throat for the next 30 minutes, so y'all better Makes get sense. ready. Um, Strap in. The, the if, thing I, one of the things I thought was interesting was 2012 was a year of the the sagas and like the sequels. Um, like The first Avengers came out, right? Uh, Dark Knight Rises came out. Skyfall came out. Uh, I had some more in here. The Hunger Games came out. Men in Black um, 3. The, the Amazing Spider-Man, Men in Black 3, Underworld Awakening, Taken 2. 
Magic Mike came out, and you know, then we got oh, Magic wow, Mike yeah. XXL, and then we got Magic Mike. I, I don't know, it's still big or something. And the Last then, Dance. Uh, yeah. So I've heard, or whatever. So I mean, this was a. <laughs> I don't know that every year isn't like this, but when I was looking through the list, I was just very surprised about how many movies were either uh, the beginning or part of an extended saga. Um, it just seemed like there were tons of them that were coming out in 2012 for whatever reason. Well, I think yeah. the issue was for like the four years coming up into 2012, everybody's worried to start like a big, huge franchise because the Mayan calendars told us that the world was going to end. So there really didn't <laughs> seem like you had to get all of it in by sure. August 2012 or else John Cusack was going to beat you to the boat. Wow. Or whatever um, it was about. <laughs> so real quick, can we all agree that uh, Django Unchained probably is the best picture from 2012? I mean, you're going to put that over Dark Knight Rises? Man, it's close. Yeah, I'm there on this. Man, it's close. Sure. Yeah. It's I mean, definitely yeah, not way Cloud Atlas. Is. I'll tell you that. It's for sure <laughs> Cloud Atlas. Or Looper. <laughs> Looper, uh, I, I would put up there. I would put Looper in Battleship? there. Battleship? <laughs> Oh, it's Battleship. battleship. <laughs> it's Battleship, baby. I, I think the, the inner nerd in all of us would like to say The Avengers or The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. I think if you were to watch those two movies back to back to back along with Django Unchained, Django Unchained is a flipping masterpiece. So yeah. I, I don't yeah, know. Hey, one other one there. that I forgot, and let's not fall asleep on it, is Pitch Perfect came out in 2012. <laughs> Which taught <laughs> taught a generation of men that it was cool to like acapella and magic. Yeah. <laughs> they swung for the fences. Wow. I'm not going to say Lockout is the best movie. Lockout but... is the best movie. <laughs> I'll say it. So we can't agree that one movie in particular was the best of 2012. But I think we can all agree that Argo is not. The best movie of 2012, in hindsight. When's the last time you thought about Argo? Um, I think about Argo probably once every three weeks. <laughs> Why? Okay, I did not because, see that coming. Because, yeah, you want to unpack that for me? Well, I can't. Well, are you going to bleep me out? Because it's when they're like... Sure. It's their line they say throughout it where they say, Argo, f*** yourself. Um, and anytime I hear someone say, go f*** yourself, I think of Argo. And Ben Affleck and Alan Arkin. I'm really so. sad for you. I hope you don't hear that phrase a whole lot. Because that <laughs> anything that makes me think more Every about Ben Affleck weeks. would make me sad. Yeah, I don't want that. Um, okay, moving on to Best Director. Ang Lee won for The Life of Pi. The director whose name I can't pronounce for Amor was also uh, nominated. The director whose name I cannot pronounce for Beasts of the Southern Wild also Nominated Steven Spielberg for Lincoln and David O. Russell for Silver Linings Playbook. All nominated. How is Quentin Tarantino not even nominated in this category? <laughs> that makes me sick to my stomach. How is Drew Goddard not nominated for Cabin in the Woods? Christopher Nolan for The Dark Knight Rises. John Hillcoat, I think, is the name of the director for Lawless, which I think is an underrated movie. Yeah. But my vote 100% goes to Quentin Tarantino. And it's not close. Not close at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I get, like, I, I feel like the Academy doesn't like Tarantino films. They're too gory. 
Um, they're too irreverent. But looking at all these movies, I, I don't know of one that was better directed. I, I'm i going to have to go back and watch Argo. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to side with you on, on Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino for 2012. Or 2013. Um, I, I do think at some point the Academy is like, guys, we can't keep nominating like the household names. So like... We we either can do Nolan, Tarantino, or Spielberg, like but we can't put them all up there. We got to get some other people in here, um, which seems you know dumb, but especially if they're deserving, which I think Tarantino was. I think he definitely needs to be up there. Um, I also would like to put up Martin McDonough from Seven Psychopaths. Yeah, he did Seven Psychopaths, huh? Yeah, that yeah. he really? wrote it and directed it, and that movie was really good. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Very, good. and I thought Colin Farrell did great. Woody Harrelson did great. Sam Rockwell, um, I mean Christopher Walken did great. But I that was an interesting story, and I thought it was shot very very well. So I would have put him in as like a dark horse contender. I'll say this: the fact that Wes Anderson keeps getting snubbed, and you know Moonrise Kingdom, another classic example. Ooh, no, 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 Drew, this is where you're wrong. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. The only Um, one that deserves any acclaim, like, critically, I think, is uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. He does does a lot of good movies that I like a lot, but that movie was awesome. Grand Budapest Hotel, phenomenal. I liked that one, I liked that one a lot. I just blacked out. Are we still talking about Wes Anderson? I can't do it. Life Aquatic of Steve Zizou. Oh my gosh. Best Actor. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis won for his portrayal of Abraham Lincoln in Lincoln. And that one's going to be pretty hard to find. Yeah, (laughs) Um, Yeah, I get that. He beat out Bradley Cooper in Silver Linings Playbook. Hugh Jackman in Les Mis. Um, Joaquin Phoenix in The Master. Don't remember that one at all. Denzel Washington in Flight. Now, hear me out. Mm. I I get that Daniel Day-Lewis very nearly became Abraham Lincoln for this role. (laughs) Yes. But Seth MacFarlane as Ted in 2012's masterpiece <laughs> Ted, I think wow. I think deserves some more consideration. Wow. Maybe Robert Downey Jr. in The Avengers, Tom Hardy in Lawless, all that I would put up there above Bradley Cooper in Silver Linings Playbook, but maybe that's just me. Um, Hugh Jackman was a powerhouse in Les Mis too. I, I agree with you. Was this like Daniel Day-Lewis's third Oscar also? Like yeah, I don't know, something insane. I I I like the concept of like a a lifetime Oscar where you know they've been, you know you've been making great movies for twenty years and you haven't won an Oscar yet, so we'll we'll give you this one this year and and you know they, the buck just keeps getting passed on to the next people. Um, but I loved Tom Hardy in Lawless. I thought his character was so cool and how much he portrayed without speaking. Um, which is a Tom Hardy specialty, was so cool. And that movie was just a really great, kind of unseen, underappreciated film. So I would, I, would, I would put Tom Hardy as my, my best actor of 2012, if we're, we're voting. Yeah, I mean, I, I see that. I, I like Lawless a lot. Um, I would submit, and I'm going to say this with a straight face, so that you know I'm serious about it. Good. I would actually... Put up Matthew McConaughey and Mud um, as an option, and I would also put. Up, I know this is an ensemble, so it's a little harder to be like, "Oh, this is the best lead actor." But I would put up um, 
Robert Downey Jr. in Avengers. I'm not I, mad at you for that. That that guy anchored that and went on to and again this is a little bit of like the other movies and forming this one as well. But knowing where this story goes, knowing his character and how like those movies really don't get made without him specifically. So there's a little bit of bias that goes into that as well. Uh, but I thought he was great. Daniel Day Lewis for Lincoln. That's it's hard to argue with, but yeah. I do like Tom Hardy. Uh, best actress in 2013's uh, Oscars went to Jennifer Lawrence for, for Silver Lining Playbook. And guys, I I don't get that. She beat up <laughs> Jessica Chastain for Zero Dark Thirty, who gave a great performance in a movie that I don't super love. Two actresses who named I Cannot Pronounce for Amour and Beasts of the Southern Wild. What are these movies? Has anyone thought of these movies one time in the last decade? I have not. And Naomi Watts is in a movie called The Impossible. Another one that doesn't really ring a bell. Was that Let the one me, uh, with uh, Ian McGregor? And like, um, hmm. like a tsunami hits like the resort they're staying at or something? Am I thinking of the right movie? No idea. No idea. <laughs> I, could be, I could be way off on that. I'm going to hope that you were way off on that because that doesn't sound like a movie I'd like to watch. Um, but Jessica Chastain was nominated for her role in Zero Dark Thirty. I'd like to throw out Jessica Chastain for Lawless. Lawless getting a lot of pub on this episode. Um, Kristen Connolly for Cabin in the Woods needs to be in the thought process here. But more importantly, <laughs> the actress who was not nominated but should have been and didn't win but should have, Carrie Washington for, for Django Unchained. Not close. She was the best. She deserves She deserves this Oscar 10 years later. What do you guys think? I would posit that maybe we have an opportunity to give some love to some genres that we uh, don't normally see. And Kyle, if you side with me on this one, uh, maybe I'll throw another one uh, to Cabin in the Woods later on. But I'm going to go with positing Leslie Mann from This is 40. I thought that okay. was a really great movie. A really solid uh, performance from her, really grounding that in some very serious um, things while still being really funny also. I I think that's really tough to walk that line, and I think she did a great job in both of those, as that movie did. Um, So, yeah. I know the comedies don't get a lot of love, just like horror movies don't get a lot of love in the Oscars, but that's my suggestion. The fact that you guys don't think it's Rihanna in Battleship means you're out of your mind. (laughs) (laughs) Emmy Award winning. No, I think, okay, so Kyle, to your first point about Silver Linings Playbook, I remember seeing this movie, and I remember thinking, oh, that was pretty good. And then yeah. it got nominated for every award that ever existed, and I was like, was it that good? And then <laughs> I'll tell you this, I've never seen it again in, in yeah. 10, yeah. 11 years, so uh, I don't think it was that good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't but think Jennifer Lawrence is a very good actress. I do not enjoy her performances. Oh. I did that, and this is one of the ones I enjoy the least. Um, I don't remember what gender the tiger was in Life of Pi. Uh. But <laughs> it seems pretty. Was that the Beast of the Southern Wild? Is that what they kept thinking they were nominating? They, I don't they know. Not... Anyway, I don't but, um, know. I don't the, remember. The two, the two that I would like to kind of slide in there that were a little off the base here was. Uh, Emma Watson and Perks of Being a Wallflower. Okay. Um, I, I thought that that movie was pretty good. Um, starring Adam Hagenboo. Uh, <laughs> Dallas' own. Friend of the podcast. Friend of the Adam pod, Hagenbu. I think. Um, and then also Dame Judi Dench from Skyfall. 
I thought she wow. did real, real good. Um, end of an era there uh, with the yeah, Dame. Dame, yeah, Oof. yeah. Uh, is it too late to switch my vote? I think I'm gonna go with Crawford on this one. Yes, for the Tiger. Can we all at least agree that it shouldn't have been Jennifer Lawrence? Absolutely, yeah. That's fair. Okay, That's fair. perfect. Not the ones that we enjoyed the most from that year. Uh, best supporting actor went to Christoph Waltz for Django Unchained, and that is going to be tough to beat. Uh, Alan Arkin uh, for Argo was nominated. Robert De Niro for Silver Linings Playbook, which is laughable. It is laughable that he got that nom. Philip Seymour Hoffman for The Master, and Tommy yeah. Lee Jones for Lincoln. Those last two I can get. But Robert De Niro has like eight lines in the movie, and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, um, you know who's someone who had more lines in a movie? Richard Jenkins from Cabin in the Woods. He was great in that movie. Oh my Michael Caine from The Dark Knight Rises, I think. That would, is, yeah. Is a, yeah. Maybe the one I think of the most when I think of a supporting actor performance in this uh, year. Samuel Jackson from Django also could have been nominated. Tom Hiddleston from The Avengers. Uh, I would throw him in there. And then like Shia that. LaBeouf from Lawless yeah. uh, as well. All ones that would lose to Christoph Waltz, but I think I still I still think about those more than Robert De Niro from Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah. Yeah, Christoph Waltz is great. I also think that um, Leonardo DiCaprio in Django Unchained was more deserving than Robert Ooh, De Niro. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. two from the... You put Samuel L. Jackson... Uh, from from that same movie. Uh, nominate everybody in that movie <laughs> over Robert De Niro. Anyway, yeah. that's just me. Um, uh, some other ones that you might not have remembered as well. I also think Philip Seymour Hoffman and The Master would have been a good one. Um, and then John Goodman from Flight. Uh, did you guys see Flight with Denzel? Never seen Flight. Uh, did not. He, he did a really good job in that movie as well. I think he could have given some run for the money on uh, best actor but john goodman uh, i thought did great in that movie um and then here's a little known movie from 2012 do you guys remember chronicle <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't think so it was uh point of view filmed like hand camera oh. guys in high school and it's three superpowers, kids that right? get superpowers yeah michael b mm-hmm. jordan guys crushed it Absolutely wow, crushed really? it. He's um, talented. Go back and look it up. We we wrote it off because it was a movie about high schoolers that wasn't about them like being sad and depressed. It was about them having superpowers. And everyone was like, well, that's dumb. And uh, Michael B. <laughs> Jordan absolutely <laughs> crushed it. I'll um, watch Chronicle uh, ten times before I'll watch Silver Linings Playbook again. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I've never seen it. Should I see it? It's pretty good. <laughs> Still uh, ten times. Also, there's another Denzel movie that came out in 2012, Safe House. And I don't know which yes. one that you think is the lead actor and which one is the supporting actor, but sure. Ryan Reynolds no, or Denzel could have been nominated, depending on yeah. your interpretation of the movie. Well, to be clear, Denzel is clearly the lead, and Ryan Reynolds is the supporting actor. I don't know. When you look at the movie cover, they're both like half and half on it. It's clearly... <laughs> Like a face-off scenario, equally co-stars. <laughs> yeah, this is a real Adam Sandler, Andy Samberg, that's my boy situation. Where oh my it gosh. really could go either way. Get that crap out of here. <laughs> Maybe 
Maybe it um, should go to uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt for being the most perfect de-aged Bruce Willis I've ever seen. Wow. <laughs> Looper. Looper. Either way, Christoph Waltz yeah. deservedly walks away they, with that one. Every once in a while, the Oscars get it right. And we're not here to just bash on them. We're just here to hold, up a, hold a mirror up to them. It's kind of the energy I was bringing. Um, <laughs> for Best Supporting Actress, uh, Anne Hathaway won for her role in Les Mis as... Yeah. Fontaine. Fontaine, thank you. It was like Colette is uh, not even no. a name. So Les Mis is a musical, Kyle. Um, thank you. Thank it's you. kind of like thank a play, you. but they also sing. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, she beat out Amy Adams from The Master. I need to see The Master is what this is telling me. Uh, Sally Field for Lincoln. Helen Hunt for The Sessions. And Jackie Weaver for Silver Linings Playbook. Did, I have to imagine that the publishing company or the director from the Silver Linings Playbook made a huge donation to the Oscar ceremony, like right before the nominations came out or something, because I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I don't understand. Um, yeah, I'll be real with you guys. Anne Hathaway made me cry like a baby with her performance in Les Mis. Um, so the only one I could even like muster up to be like, maybe she should have been instead of the old woman from Silver Linings Playbook was uh, Marion Cotillard. Uh, I'm sure Cotillard, Cotillard, Marion Cotillard, Cutter Tillard. Yep, there it is. Uh, <laughs> from The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, and then I remembered that she's got one of the th- probably two worst death scenes in a movie ever filmed. Um, if you remember how, how poorly she does in that death scene. Um, so then I just deleted it off the list. And then uh, I just put Fontaine in all caps. Yeah. <laughs> she's my winner. And I, I no longer want to think about uh, seeing Talia Al Ghul die. Because it's terrible. It's again another one of those like there's an ensemble cast, so I'm not sure which one of these is going to count as like main actress or supporting actress, but at least one of them has to count. Uh, Brittany Snow or Rebel Wilson from <laughs> Pitch Perfect, <laughs> the other musical ah, of so the funny. year. Uh, that's so funny. The they, other musical. <laughs> they were so good. You know, can we? Yeah, what if we did ahead. those two, Rebel Wilson and Brittany Stowe, Brittany Snow versus Anne Hathaway and Samantha Barks? Because they're both, they're all kind of splitting the votes for from each other in a little ways. Samantha Barks also made me cry when she sang "On My Own." I was in a theater, just a puddle of tears during yeah. that. Movie. Yeah. Oh my goodness! And it wasn't uh, from Russell Crowe. And it was not from Russell Crowe doing. Whatever he was doing during <laughs> that movie. Um, ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. The gals from Pitch Perfect. Right? Uh, versus the gals from Les Mis. Yeah. No, I, I really like that thought. So, there you have it. Not the podcast you deserve. Looks back 10 years in the past to see which movies and actors and actresses won Academy Awards. Not to say that the Academy ever gets anything right or wrong. I just really feel like some of these movies, just a flash in the pan. Just they're just gone from your your brain uh, as soon as they accept their award and walk off the stage to never be thought of again. Whereas I will think about Cabin in the Woods once a day minimum. <laughs> I think 
I think of Chris Hemsworth riding his motorcycle into the into the fence or into the magnetic fence like <laughs> once a day. Um, things like that. I think about Django blowing up uh, that plantation like once a week. So like there are movies that really stick with you, mm. and then there are movies that win Academy Awards, and sometimes and sometimes you get a Christoph Waltz who really deserves one, and sometimes. You're stuck with 10 years of Jennifer Lawrence being an Academy Award winner. Guys, final thoughts before we get out of here. Ultimately, 2013 wasn't the worst Oscars ever. Um, yes, Silver Lines Playbook got too many. Yes, Les Mis didn't get enough. Um, but, I mean, yeah, Christoph Waltz getting one brought a smile to my face. Um, Anne Hathaway getting it for Fontaine totally makes sense. I mean, there's a lot of strong performances for a lot of these movies that I ultimately forgot about i'm excited to go back through and and um now that we've talked about some of these performances to go back and see do they really hold up i'm gonna find argo and i'd like to find the master um yeah because if i saw the master i don't remember it (sighs) here's here's one for you guys do you remember snow white and the huntsman Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. unfortunately, it got nominated for two Academy Awards. How many of the Avengers got nominated for? <laughs> this is insane, insanity. I hate this. Life of Pi got nominated for eleven awards. Wow! <laughs> not a one of them went to the Tiger. Not a one. <laughs> not a one. All right. Well, listener, thank you for sticking with us as we talked about the 2013 Oscars and we ramp up for award season coming up. Make sure to tune in next week as we have a now streaming segment and each host gets to force the other host into watching a movie to prepare for award season as well. Thank you for listening. This is not the podcast you deserve. <laughs>